This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hi, Jade. Hi, Carly. I feel like saying your name in like an exhaustion way right now. Like, oh, hi, Jade. Because that's like the week we've had. (laughs) It's been a week, let me tell you. And is something going on? Is it like the moon? Like, is something... Like a mer- I don't know. Like a Mercury retrograde type yeah, thing? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the moon in some weird sign or something that's like, does if the moon is in a weird sign, does it only affect certain signs or does it affect everybody? I think it's supposed to affect everybody, but just in different okay. ways according to your sign. I don't know. I don't know. Why is this the week that like, y'all, for us, it's like been a week where everything's gone wrong. <laughs> like, no joke. It's so weird. And it's my birthday week, so it's sad. The it's sky sad. is falling. It is. Chicken <laughs> Little. But it really is. Like, Chicken <laughs> Little is telling the truth. <laughs> uh, but happy birthday. Hey, thanks. We're um, old. Jade, we're, we're old. Like, we're, we've gotten old. It's okay. <laughs> right? Is it okay? I don't know. It's, it's just weird because I think about it and I'm like, Half of my lifetime ago, I was in high school. What? I I know. I'm it was so, so weird. My like first boyfriend ever, like who was my boyfriend freshman year. I was like, his little sister was born eighteen years ago, and and she was like a oopsie. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, that was that was twenty years ago that I met him. Like that's n- freaking nuts, though. I know, and it's so funny because people put so much pressure or so much like stock into high school and then, then oh you just, yeah then you just get old yeah <laughs> like I remember when high school was such a big deal you know what I mean and it like felt like everything yeah and then like, now you just grow up in a half your lifetime later you're just it, old and having at least we have babies at least we have cute babies we have cute babies yay for true. us yeah we did a good job <laughs> <laughs> but it is so weird. did you go to your high school reunion i didn't um i didn't either it was it was right after paradise the first the season that i met tanner oh yeah and so i i didn't oh. go yeah i just i couldn't let myself go there's like i don't know my high school is so clicky which i guess every high school Mine is too, but yeah they like did this pub crawl every single year like or they do this pub crawl every single year in our hometown um, I'm from Grapevine, Texas. You know who else is from that? Oh gosh, what's that guy with like? He's like a white rapper dude with tattoos everywhere. Post Malone. Post Malone went to my high school. What? I guess. Yeah, I just learned this. But um, he, yeah. So I went to Grapevine High School, and they do this like pub crawl every year for Christmas. And so I, I went like two years in a row. One time I went with my brother as like a buffer, but. I was like, this is what the high school reunion would be like. And like, no one talked to me and it was really awkward. Like, and then I went on the bachelor and I did it again. And then really no one would talk to me. And I didn't know what, like, it was so weird. Or the people that would talk to me, I was like, you're just talking to me because I was on TV. And then I'm like making me really mad. It's just kind of weird when you get off the show, right off the show initially anyway, because people do reach out and you're like, are you trying to be my friend again? Or are you just trying to reach out because you saw me on TV? It's kind yeah. of yeah. Like I don't like want to talk. You could have like, reached out a long time ago, and yeah. like I would have been your friend. Or people and get now super jealous. Weird. Or people get yeah. weird. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so um, I went to the baby doctor, and everything's good. Yeah. This so is kind of scary. My baby doctor is going out of town to Napa next week, so I'm like, don't come, baby. What? Stay in there. But I really, I'm also like so jealous. Well, but he's like, no, you're fine. The good thing is, is like doctors barely do anything. You know what I mean? Unless That's like true. an emergency happens. So your nurses will just take care of you and you'll do, you'll do all the work really. So that's really true. It's not like, yeah, they're doing anything. You're the one pushing. <laughs> right. They're just there to catch the baby. Yeah. But he said it was so funny. Cause I was like, I feel like this baby is like bigger than Bella. And he's like, no. I was like, oh, <laughs> and then I was like, maybe stronger. And he's like, yeah, maybe stronger. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, cause he kicks me and I'm like, oh, geez, baby. 
Also, Evan and I are still struggling with names, so there's that. Oh my god! So wait, do you have? I mean, do you have like Tanner and I had pretty much narrowed it down to like a final three? No. Do you even have? That? I mean, no. We have like one that we've been like uh, maybe, but like it's just I don't know. And then someone recently just named their kid that. That's like a celebrity, and I was like, well, sort of like that, like a shorter version. And I was like, man. I don't know, Jade. I'm really struggling with it. I try to like ask him, like, what is your name? And then today I was like, Bella, what is your little brother's name? And she goes, Mickey. And I was like, Mickey. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your little brother's not going to be named Mickey. Hey, there's She's, a like, Mi- obsessed with Mickey. There's a Mick Jagger out there. That, that He was pretty badass. You could name I him. I know, that's true. You could true. call him Mick. It's kind of, it is really cool. Like maybe she's just a genius and we didn't know it, but I mean, we do know it. She's smart, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know the answer. We haven't like, we really haven't narrowed it down because nothing is like jumped out at us. I don't know. It's this just, I'm just struggling. (laughs) Mickey Bass. I don't know. Mickey. That sounds weird. And then you forever have to sing the Mickey song. Oh. Which could be cool. Like in high school, he's like walking down and like someone's playing that. Someone over will head. definitely not be playing that in 20 God, years. Or I guess maybe yeah, this, 16 I have, years. I have this like Netflix special in my head with like my child <laughs> like walking I'm down. I'm sure half the, our listeners uh, don't even know that song. That's how that's, that's how old so sad. we are. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> we're old. Um, speaking of old, we also have a fellow old person. She's our age, right? I think she is. And you guys, we're just joking. No offense we're to not anybody really who's out there who's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I it's mean, just, it's just we're in our mid-30s. Yeah, we're in our 30s. 30s and yeah. we're 30-ish. Flirty. Mid-ish. Not flirty. I'm flirty with our husbands. No, we're not. I'm not flirty. <laughs> I'm like the last. I'm like the least flirty person ever. And dirty? I'm dirty. I'm definitely dirty. I don't shower as much that as I should. Dirty. I'm not dirty. I'm not dirty in the sex way. <laughs> oh um, my god. Okay. Well, but we have Jamie Otis on with us today, and we we're love. so excited to talk to her. We love her. She. Everyone loves her. I, I I do feel like that. I feel like she's just somebody who I feel like is always smiling, even when she's going through something bad, Hundred percent. but she's always honest about her life. And I feel like that's why people relate to her. Totally. So yes. she is on the podcast today and she's been trying to conceive for quite a while and now she's pregnant. Yes. Yeah. My babies. But anyways, should we just jump into this conversation and get her on? Oh, yeah. Let's get her on. Oh, hey, guys. It's me again, just talking about prenatal vitamins. You know that I care about you and your babies, and I just want to make sure you're getting the best prenatal vitamin out there. And that's why we talk about New Chapter. There's such a different prenatal multivitamin because they're fermented, so it's better absorbed by your body. Perfect Prenatal incorporates targeted nutrients for healthy pregnancy and fetal development. This product is fermented for better nutrient absorption. And fermentation has many beneficial things like beneficial probiotics and whole foods to make it easily digestible and so gentle you can take it anytime, even on an empty stomach, which is huge. They're made with the finest organic vegetables and herbs, non-GMO, project verified, 100% vegetarian, certified gluten-free, and no added sugars or sweeteners, unlike prenatal gummies. I know those are good, but they do have a ton of added sugar. You can find new chapter at the Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, or your local health food store. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Jamie. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm good. I'm like sick as a dog. Oh, no. Oh, no, but you look so good. You look so pretty. Look at your eyelashes. Oh, my God. I mean, those are extensions. I wish God gave them to me, but he didn't. So now I just pay for them. I get that. They look good, and that's all that matters. Oh that's my gosh, it, right? so you're you're having first trimester yes. throw up sickness. Oh gosh. I'm not like I'm never throwing up. I just I'm just nauseous all the, the time. The nausea. Yeah. That's how I was too. 
But I mean, I'll take it. I'm not complaining about a thing. I'm just like knocking yeah. on wood and going to be thankful for everything. <laughs> oh you know gosh. what, though? It's okay if you have some days where you, you hate it too, though. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to... You know, I honestly, like I was just at the fertility specialist this morning and I had great news. You know, my, my baby's heartbeat is there and like the baby's doing great, but there are, are people in the waiting room and they don't always get good news. And so yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I literally almost lost it there, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to complain for a second because I just see these other women that are struggling yeah. so hard and, mm -hmm. you know, and literally the nurse was like, you know, she came out of one room with bad news then came to my room and I'm like graduating to my OB. Like I don't need the fertility specialist anymore. Oh my gosh, and it's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so, so she had great news for me. It just had terrible news for the person before me. And it's just, Aww. it's just so, I just, the, I, who knew the struggle would be so hard to have a family, you know, <laughs> for some people. It's so crazy because I think at, um, when we're growing up, you know, we're like, oh, I'm going to find my person and we're going to get married and I'm going to have three kids. And you just think it's going to be so easy. And then you grow up and then you're ready to start a family. And it's not that easy for some people. It really can be a struggle. And some people don't get their families, which is which is heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. I it because it, it's just like you said, like we all we're all little girls and not maybe not yeah. every little girl's like, Oh, I wanna be a mommy one day. Right. But most of us are like, Oh, I'm gonna get married to Prince Charming and I'm gonna have one, two, three, maybe four kids and right. be two great. boys, two girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be the dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations. I know it's been a long journey for you and we're really excited. I know so many people out there are celebrating with you and just on this journey with you. And we're all praying that you have a healthy pregnancy and everything. So congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I wouldn't feel so confident because I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'll be eight weeks on Thursday. So I'm really, really early still, but right. I'm, most confident because I have been seeing the fertility specialist weekly. And so I'm checking my hormone levels and, you know, all the things. So it's kind of nice because it's just so reassuring. Every week I get to see the ultrasound yeah. and the last two weeks I've heard the heartbeat. And I'm like, oh, thank God it's there. It's still there. It's still there. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, that's really exciting. <laughs> That's so nice. Jade and I were so excited when you announced and it's so fun seeing you every week posting the you baby know, bump your week, pictures. Yeah, your little baby <laughs> bump pictures. I love it so much. I Which wish really I had just... done that. Oh, oh, I love I did it with Henley with my first daughter. And I love going back and looking at it and seeing my belly just like changes. It's so fun. <laughs> it yeah. really I mean, it really is. I just I wish I was a more organized person. I'm too chaotic. But <laughs> it's just so fun and so cute. And it's so nice for people to be like, Oh, my gosh, here we go. We're on week seven. We're on week. Eight, yeah. You know, and they feel <laughs> yeah. like they're right there with you. And it's yeah. special. No, it really is. It's really cool. How's your pregnancy going? How far along are you now, Carly? I'm 34 weeks. Is that right? 34 oh weeks my goodness. this week. I know. I'm almost at the end. Bye. You're almost there. How are you feeling? Oh my gosh. I'm okay. I'm tired. I'm feeling like I have a basketball inside of me, but good. I went to a karaoke party last night and I could still breathe enough to sing. So I think hey. that, that means... <laughs> That means that I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, you're doing okay then. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You don't yeah. even look pregnant. You, oh, I can gosh. say this. You really don't. Like, I mean, I don't have, I can't see your belly right now, but um, your it's face. You know, like sometimes the face, my face got oh, like I've, fat. No, mine's puffy. Is it? Mine, but mine's just gotten puffy, like maybe in the past couple weeks. Yeah, I like, feel like that happens now. at the end. Yeah, But I'm but, also so much hungrier this pregnancy than I was last pregnancy. Yeah. Do you have yeah. cravings? like cravings I'm just I told because Jade in your pr last pregnancy with Brooks you were like oh I am constantly hungry and I'm like no I'm not really feeling that way and and now I'm like oh no I'm constantly hungry it makes sense because this last trimester you're pretty much your baby's just packing on fat so yeah. they're packing in all the weight so your body's asking for those extra calories yeah but then when the extra calories are like cookies and ice cream like hey that's not the right way to go about it <laughs> dude don't feel bad don't feel bad my mom and I were at the grocery store and she's like oh these are those cookies you like and I was like mom I ate like four cookies yesterday I was like we're not buying these I was like don't please don't put them in the cart <laughs> I was like You're let's not just them in go to like the fruit <laughs> section <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, do not bring it to the house. I'll, I'll eat the whole. I have no, like, willpower when it comes to sweets. I'm totally. Yeah, it's, like, better. I mean, and you can obviously do the sweet thing, and it, 
and that's fine. You just can't do it like every day or just yeah. eat a bunch of grapes instead of a bunch of cookies and ice cream. That's My, what I'm trying to tell myself right now. Because <laughs> grapes taste just as good. Absolutely. Well, just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Mind over matter. You guys, <laughs> my breastfeeding cravings are so bad that I eat coconut ice cream every night. I don't care. It's, is it like legit. coconut milk ice cream? or coconut? Is- no, no, coconut milk because it's- I'm going dairy-free, soy-free for Brooks. Okay. And so it's coconut bliss. It's coconut milk. That stuff is so good. I don't, it's yeah. so good. It's and so good. You guys, I look forward to it at 8 p.m. every night. I don't care. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> Well, so, when you're chasing a toddler and you're breastfeeding a kid, you're allowed to eat whatever the heck you want. You need it all. True. <laughs> yes, I have true. no shame. So can you eat it all right now, Jamie? Or are you just too nauseous to even think about it? No, I can't. So I also, I was trying, I went, I did, I did a detox because I, it was, it took me a very long time to get pregnant. So, and I, you know, I had a couple of losses there in the beginning and then I just wasn't getting pregnant for a really long time. And for a hot minute, I kind of rebelled against my body and I was just like, Oh, I'll have a glass of wine because I'm not pregnant. So may as well. And I would have that glass every other night. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I should probably stop drinking so much wine and I should probably like work out and just be I don't know, healthier so that I can carry mm-hmm. a baby. And so I did this detox and I didn't have, wait till you hear this. You wouldn't, I wouldn't even believe that I did this myself. It's like, it just sounds impossible, but I eliminated uh, all coffee. I can have like green tea. Yeah. So coffee, sugar. Oh my so gosh, Jamie. Like for real, no sugar, like low caffeine, no sugar, uh, no gluten, no soy, no corn no peanut butter just like anything that causes that could cause inflammation Inflammation, in my body yeah a full detox um and I and I got pregnant though so I was like wow and that happened I did that before my daughter Henley too and I got pregnant on like a detox How, how long did you do that for so it's supposed to be for 30 days. I was, okay. I only, I did it strictly, like so strictly for two full weeks. Like I was so strict. I mean, I, and I was also like, oh my God, I love coffee. Like I drink coffee. I would have like four cups of coffee a day, if not like a pot, if I could. And so <laughs> that was really hard. I really had like withdrawal from it. It was crazy. I felt like an addict. Like I was definitely withdrawing from it. After like about two and a half weeks, it was wild. I had so much energy and I felt so good about myself. And that's probably about the time I think that this little one was conceived. And so, yeah. And so now, so I was like, I'm going to stay healthy all throughout the pregnancy and I can barely eat anything. Like I, I had a bagel. It was organic. I was like, okay, it's organic. (laughs) And that's healthy for this kid, but you do what you got to do. You know? Yeah. I can't, I'm like, I can't stay so healthy. I I was eating like vegetable salads all the time and I felt so good about myself. And now I'm like, (laughs) if I try, I like made a salad the other day and I just tossed the whole thing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to vomit. When you feel nauseous, the last thing you want to do is eat a bunch of greens. Yeah. Yeah, Unless no. it's like a smoothie that like yes. doesn't uh, taste like it tastes like a banana, but it just looks green. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred percent it. Like I could have a protein shake with all the vegetables in it, but if I try yeah. to eat a salad, I just can't. I can't stomach I it. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's the frozen thing when you're pregnant, like everything that's frozen or cold tastes a hundred times better. I don't know why that is. So a smoothie is something that's kind of hits the spot on that too. You're like, oh, this is so refreshing. Where like a salad is room temperature. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about just like your journey, because I know a lot of people followed your journey and I, for the ones that haven't, I'd love for you to share. You and I had a very similar timeline We both had chemical pregnancies around the same time, and then we both got pregnant, but then you lost your baby, and then now you've been trying to conceive for a while. I feel like people love you because you're so open, and if you just would kind of want to share, just so everyone can get to know you a little better. It is wild, because our daughters were also, although Emmy was born early, but we were talking about this the other day, but whenever I was in California with you, our daughters were born, I think they're two, how far, I think they're two, what day is Emmy born? August 17th. Okay, so my daughter's the 22nd, so... Oh, yeah, five days. Yeah, Yeah, so they were like five days apart, and then I didn't know you had a chemical pregnancy before you had Brooks. I did in um, uh, end of October, and then I got pregnant in November. Oh, gotcha. Oh, my goodness, I didn't know that. But, yeah, same. So I had the chemical pregnancy 
and then also got pregnant just the same exact timing as you. And I think our due dates were very similar as well. That pregnancy, the mixed blessing was that when I went in for the ultrasound, there really wasn't a baby there. And so that, you know, if anything could make you feel better after having like multiple losses. I mean, obviously, I think, I, you know, I've told you before, like I delivered our firstborn son, Jonathan, at 17 weeks. And he was like a perfectly formed baby, like mm-hmm. just perfect. So then this so that loss at the 10 week mark and it wasn't a baby that nothing really formed. I was like, well, that's the best blessing I could have heard because at least it's not like a perfectly formed baby that just, you know, didn't get a chance at life. I don't want to minimize any loss for any woman, but sure. for me, that made it easier to cope. Yeah, it obviously still sucks. It's like no fun, but I was, it, just, it did. It really made it a lot easier to cope. And same thing with a chemical pregnancy. It's like, okay, well, it's not a full form baby. And, but like for anybody who's suffering from a chemical pregnancy, I don't know, like in, when you're in the midst of it, you're like, that's the last thing you want to hear. You're like, excuse me, like it, it's so painful. But now that I'm outside of it, someone listening right now, like is suffering from a chemical pregnancy or a, an early loss, you know, oh my God, my heart goes out to you. It really, really does. But do know that there is, there truly is hope. And I know that it doesn't feel like there is when you're in the midst of it, but just stay strong and stay positive. And, and I really believe that there is hope for everyone. And so then it, it was 18 months before we ended up, you know, getting this pregnancy. And I was starting to say to Doug, my husband, I was starting to say like, I'm open for adoption. Like I'm a hundred percent open and willing. And I really want to adopt because I was you know, almost in foster care myself. And I had custody of my siblings when I was younger. And so then they were almost in foster care. If I hadn't been, I was literally 19 when I first got them. So I was barely legal <laughs> to like take care of them. But it just really opened my eyes to the fact that there are good kids out there who need homes. And ever since then, I was like, I also read a book called They Cage the Animals at Night. And it was about like an orphanage where kids were this one boy. It was it's a true story. And he was treated very poorly. And I was mm. like, oh, my God, I have to be there to help mm. more kids. Yeah. <laughs> So I was saying to Doug, this is maybe that's my sign. Like we maybe we need to adopt earlier than we anticipated. But then I got pregnant. So and my husband really wants to have, you know, we, we both really want to have our biological children first and then kind of like learn how to parent on our own kids and then like <laughs> help the others. <laughs> so, so he wasn't really on board with that, which worked, worked out good because we got a little nugget growing now. So we're good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see you still adopting down the yeah. road. Yeah. I really genuinely want to. I And I do think I want to do like foster care type adoption. Like we just had someone on our podcast who they adopt out of Illinois. And the reason being is that they're, it's a very pro-life state. Young girls or, you know, whatever the case may be, they, they end up getting pregnant and it's not as easy for them to have an abortion, but they don't want the kid. So they make oh, the adoption. Wow. Yeah, which I think is like, that's so controversial and we could probably go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. To avoid politics, the reason why that's a good place to try to adopt is that because they are so against abortion, they make adoption easier. So for anybody looking, yeah, so for anyone looking to adopt, that's a really great state because maybe it's just a kid who got pregnant and doesn't want to be pregnant and is, you know, a healthy baby, you know, you could go there to get a baby maybe easier than other places. That's really interesting. I think that in the future, I would probably want to do foster care, though. I don't know why I have like a heart for that. I used to be a foster parent when I was younger. And it's just crazy how many kids need love in America, you know? know. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's so big of you because there are there are so many kids who could just benefit from being placed into a loving home. And I know the foster system doesn't always work that way. So it's just nice to know that there's people like you out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jade. It's big. It's a big, thing. it's a big thing to take on, you know, like a lot of these kids have had terrible lives and you don't know what they've been through and the trauma. So oftentimes you're taking on all that, too. So I just think it's really big of you and amazing. Thanks. Yeah, it, it's true. It's it's wild. And, and I guess the reason why my heart's for it is because I know that me and my siblings, like my mom's obviously, you know, she's a drug addict and we don't we did. I didn't know my dad at the time. And my, their dad was like in and out of jail. And we were good kids. Like, we were not bad kids. And I think there's definitely a wrap for all the kids in the foster care system that they're just mm-hmm. kind of bad kids and they're going to be a product of their environment. I know that my family, my mom's, like, my aunts and my grandparents, like, they all probably just thought my siblings and I were going to be drug addicts also. And, you know, I, I just think that that's such a shame, you know. And so, I don't know. I kind of want to, like, find the one kid that was just like us and be like, come here. I'll love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. And even like Even, like, the kids who are like drug addicts or or maybe are acting out like it's probably just because they really have never experienced what it's like to be wholly loved 
they deserve it in a way too, you know, like everybody deserves love. So it's just unfortunate that it happens. I did have a foster child when I was in nursing school and she was 16. And unfortunately, I did experience a very hard time with her because she had spent her whole life not really wanted by her adoptive parents. Like she was a pack, it's called, it's called like a package deal, or at least that's what they called it because they wanted the baby, her younger brother, but they uh, didn't want her. Gotcha. So mm. she, yeah, it was really a really sad situation. Oh. Yeah. And by 16, she was, I mean, so by the time she's at my house, she was like stealing my underwear and picture. She was doing very bizarre things. She would turn the heat up all the way and the house would be, and we lived in a trailer too. Like I bought a trailer in a trailer park for my siblings and I. And so those things catch on fire, like really easily. I'm like, you can't be turning this heat up. But she also would like like light, she just loved lighting matches. And I don't know, she was just played with fire a lot. She (laughs) sported any pills she could crush. She was a wild child. And I was like, I don't think, and meanwhile, I'm like 20, I think I was like 21, 22, something like that. I was like, I don't think I'm old enough to be like telling you what's up and you're not listening to me. So, but she, you know, yeah, it's wild. So there are You're a like, brave soul. <laughs> well, I knew her, like I knew her whole story because she was actually one of my friends in high school. Her parents had adopted her and that baby. So I grew up watching this girl kind of truly being like Cinderella. And when wow. she was 16 and came over and was like, and I knew that my friend's mom was kind of abusive. I, I always knew that. And so when she oh. t- came over and said, you know, that they got in a fight and this, that, and the other thing, I was like, what do I do? And so, you know, we ended up calling her social worker and she ended up coming to stay with me. But at that point, I mean, I, you know, there, I just was not a good fit for her because I wasn't able to, I was literally a brand new nurse and had to be at the hospital at work. But then I would get like phone calls from, from her teacher and letters all the time <laughs> from her teachers that this kid is, you know, yeah. found in the, in the bathroom with a boy and on the back of the bus. <gasps> pot. And I'm like, Oh my, oh my God. And these are like, yeah, like it's probably, I just, she needed someone who was going to be so hands-on with her. And I just wasn't there yet. But, um, but I'm, I don't know. I feel like if I could find the right foster child in the future, maybe, or maybe even like a little younger, I would, I wouldn't necessarily want a baby, but someone a little bit younger so I can help mold them a little bit better. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> who knows? Gosh, you have so much parenting experience already. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I always say sorry to my siblings because I was like, I was rough on them when I had custody of them. And, you know, like they're just kids and I was so hard on them. So just, just like tough love. Yeah. Like my sisters wouldn't get out of bed to go to school or they'd miss the bus and I'd be like oh I would just be like like why aren't you on the bus get out of bed you have and my sister Amy she played she was in the play and I told her if you do this you have to commit to it and so sure enough she wanted to quit like halfway through and I said no you can't quit you have to stay in the play like you committed to it and of course she was happy at the end that she did you know she stuck it out but I was tough (laughs) okay you guys I don't know if any of you have heard about paintyourlife.com, but I gifted myself a painting from there of a picture of me and Bella. And it is, I think that my favorite thing in my house that I own, it hangs right next to our bed. And it's the most beautiful hand-painted portrait that I've ever seen. And it is so gorgeous. When it arrived, I was blown away. I called Jade and I was like, oh my gosh. You have to get this. This is the most amazing thing ever. You guys, you just send in an original painting of yourself, your children, family, a dog, anything, and a beautiful, true, done-by-hand, world-class artist will create a painting from your favorite photo. It makes the perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries. You choose the artist you'd work with, and um, every detail is perfect, and there's no risk. If you don't love it, which you will. I'm so in love with it, you guys. I can't even, like, it's my favorite thing I own. Um, But if you don't love it, your money is refunded. It's great for decor. It's a work of art with paintyourlife.com. You get your favorite memories transformed into a work of art that will be cherished forever. And right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 30% off your painting. That's right, 30% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word mommies to 484848. That's mommies to 484848. Message and data rates may apply. 
Did you feel like you needed to be tough because they didn't have a mother figure and you felt like you really needed to help them be the best that they could be? Is that kind of where it was coming from? Oh my God, a hundred percent. So before they came to live with me, all of us, like we were all just kids living in like this, literally it was like a shack. I mean, it had no heat and no electricity in this trailer because my mom was just gone all the time. And I was, thank God I had this waitressing job because it paid better than any other job. And I was able to save up some money and kind of get my own little shack because I just, you know, I didn't have that much money. And so what happened was my mom ended up getting evicted from that trailer that she was living in with my siblings. And I was also, I was a teenager. So I was really selfish. I had just gotten myself my own place. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm doing my thing. I'm going to be somebody like I'm going to change. And I just left my siblings. I I didn't like leave. I always feel a little guilty about this because I did. I left them in that trailer without my mom and they're just running around. There's, there really was like no heat, no electricity. God knows like if I could scrap some food together, you know, as a teenager and kind of like self-focused. But then when my mom said that the, you know, she came over to my, this new trailer that I started renting, she came over and she said that she was like officially evicted. Like they were, they locked the doors on her. They were not letting her back in. She owed rent for a very, very long time. And uh, she had no place for the, my younger siblings to go. And so she said, could they, could I write a note to get them, for them to get off the bus at your house? And I was like, oh, of course. And then she kind of just like never came back. And it's a very long story. Like, like how I ended up getting custody and all that. But um, because they had been running wild, I was like, oh my gosh, I, they're not doing that with me. And I want to be better. And they're going to have to be better too. And so, and I told them, like, I would make them go to church with me on Sundays. <laughs> and I, we would, we had such a fun little, like, it's almost like a little house on the prairie, but except we were just kids or like maybe party of five. We were just a bunch of kids living together. Really, we, they had chores. I made them, you know, I was, at the time I was in, a full-time college student. Plus I worked as a waitress. Plus I was on the cheerleading team. So I had a lot going on. Oh and I was gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. So, but I would be like, you better clean and you better cook dinner for everybody. And you better all be home and in bed by the time I get home. And yeah, that doesn't it was- sound like being hard on them. It sounds like being a good parent and you were also a kid yourself. You know, I was trying to be a good, a good role model, but that was a I, good, I, was- I think that was a very good role model. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, if you talk to them, they'd be like, good God, she was hard. <laughs> so, but it's all good. I'm sure someday they'll thank you, though. So, Bella is, I'm so excited, starting to recognize letters and shapes and numbers and starting to differentiate between them. And we've started doing this Homer app that's so cool. It um, combines your child's reading passions and current reading level to create this personalized learn to read plan. And it's been shown in just 15 minutes a day of doing this. It's been shown to increase early reading scores by 74%. You guys, that is totally insane. So one of our favorite things to do is you tap this large play button in the center of the home screen. It brings up your child's personalized reading plan. And like for Bella, it'll say like, oh... What which one is the letter and it'll show her like a picture of a square and then a letter and then like a number and she's like oh that's the letter a a is for apple ah, ah, apple so exciting um and it's a program that grows with your child as they learn one membership is designed for the whole family so you can customize up to four different profiles it's educational it's engaging and it's designed by learning experts what is better it's the only program that actually teaches children to read step by step it's not just for practice it actually works and it's hundreds of stories your children will love from classic fairy tales like little red riding hood to New favorites like Angelina Ballerina, who is so cute. Who doesn't love her? So, you guys, visit learnwithhomer.com slash mommies to start a free 30-day trial. Again, that's visit learnwithhomer.com slash mommies to start a free 30-day trial. You will not be sorry. This is the coolest app. Your story sounds very similar to my mom's. My mom grew up in a really like rough family environment and um, pretty much like raised herself. My grandma was a drug addict 
And when she was married at 20, she was married at 20, had me at 21. Right when she had me as a newborn, she gained custody of her sister who was only four years old. And uh, it just sounds very similar. But I, I just love like hearing stories like yours because it reminds me of my mom and how you can take something and not, not necessarily be a product of your environment. You can kind of break the cycle and become something better. And I feel like you're so positive and I don't you're know how. You're so positive. I know. You're just like the you. way you talk and I can just see it in your face. I'm like, how are you? You're just so positive. And I just love that you've taken, I guess, like what you've come from and turned it into something different. And you said that you left the house and you were like, I'm going to be something someday and I'm going to like do all these things. And here you are doing it. Like it is awesome just to see that. I would genuinely, I don't know. I would really kind of believe when I was younger that I, I nothing else. I knew that I wasn't going to live on welfare in a trailer in a trailer park. And not that there's anything wrong with that because I did myself. I, I was on welfare when I had custody of my siblings. And I thank God for welfare and the trailer that I lived in because it allowed us to actually you know, have a roof over our head that I could afford. Yeah. And yeah. well, like if we didn't have those food stamps, I don't know how I would have ever paid for food for my siblings and I. So I don't say it to knock on it, but I just didn't want to be someone who was like a lifer on the system. Kind of like my mom, you know, she probably, I mean, I don't necessarily want to speak for her, but, um, you know, she's definitely still kind of on the system. And it's like, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I feel like the reason I just kind of want to defend my mom real fast because I feel bad, <laughs> but, um, she had a really rough life. Like she really, really did. She had no support. She had five kids. She had husbands that beat the snot out of her that were in and out of jail. So like, I don't want, you know, to just like hate on my mom. And she, I think she tried the best she could, you know, she had a lot of kids and she had no support in a really abusive mm-hmm. husband. So, Mm. that and that was like something kind of good for me honestly like going to nursing school was like the best thing for me because it really taught me that my mom's not just she she definitely is a bit selfish but it's not because she's you know she's she's hurt hurt people hurt people and my mom has just always been very hurt and for a long time I I mean she's done some really messed up things to me in the in the past and to my my siblings like she's given her my my sister Amy Lynn I like co-signed a car for her when she turned 16 I co-signed a loan so she could get a car and I said the one like the stipulation was that she could not let her mom borrow it because I just knew that this I just knew my mom was she just does things like this for drugs but she did my mom my my sister Amy Lynn let her borrow the car my mom gave it to her drug addict boyfriend and he I guess sold it or something or tried to oh my gosh yeah so then my sister comes to me and says I'm so sorry but I I let mom borrow it can you help me get my car back so I go over there you wouldn't believe the setup that these like people have so they have like boards on their windows they have security camera you have to talk through the door in the boards it it was like I don't know it's just so sketchy I got the car back so there's that how did you get the car back I just said that I literally my car please (laughs) no I (laughs) I, I just went there and I said, uh, I'm Linda's daughter and this is her, my sister and this that is her car. She, you, you had no right to sell it or, you know, whatever you were doing with it. And they just, my then my mom is, starts fighting with the guy. The guy starts fighting with my mom and Amy's like, never mind, never mind. I don't want mom to die. It was a, it was a nightmare. Oh it my was really, gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. I want to watch this movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it was crazy. You know, we end up getting the car back and my mom's still alive. So life's good. <laughs> oh, my god! crazy when you start when you grow up and then you see your parents as just people. Human. And yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they've had a hard life and that they had a hard childhood. And like mm-hmm. they were just a child and this was happening to them. And this is mm-hmm. why they're like this. And like it's so it takes so long to get there because it takes maturity and you growing up too. But it is so wild. I think I had a a weird relationship with my dad growing up. And it took me looking back at his childhood and being like, Oh my gosh, you're like this because of how you, your childhood was and how you were shaped and how you were loved and this and that. And Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so much healing in that though. Cause I agree with that too, with my mother and our relationship. Like I've been able to forgive for certain things and just heal. And now yeah. like our relationship is so good on a different level. It's just, but I feel totally. like that's something that just comes with time when you're older or maybe uh-huh. like once we have our own kids, you look at things differently. Maybe. And- yeah. That, I mean, that very well could be. And seeing like your parents, I think interact with your kids too and love them. And it's such a, unconditional way sometimes is you're like oh my gosh like that's what I've been waiting to see like maybe I've been waiting to see that type of love 
from you. Like you have that. Are you still super close with your siblings? Oh my gosh. So close with my siblings. A hundred percent. With my mom, I think I just, I try to love her the best way I know how. And like this Mm kind of like the safest way I know how, like, I don't know. It's so, so bizarre because my mom, you know, she's almost like a kid herself right now. So I'm almost, and it's always been like that where I would be like, mom, you gotta pay the bills. Mom, you you know, like she like, she would do some wild things that I was always kind of her parent. And she would always be like, stop acting like my mother. (laughs) very close to my siblings for sure, but definitely like love my mom and I'm trying my best to understand her and where she's coming from. Cause like, honestly, the last thing I would want is to, you know, for her to pass or for me to pass. And we have any animosity because she's my mother yeah. at the end of the day. And there's been like some scares, like she's tried committing suicide and it's like, she's done some things where I've been like, Oh my God. And I didn't get a chance to tell her that I actually love her, you know? And, and so it just really made me think like, who cares what she does? That's not cool to me. I couldn't live with myself if my, if my mom died, not knowing that I, I love her, you know, regardless. And I feel like that's all my mom has wanted her whole entire life is unconditional love. And she just has never gotten it from anybody. And so she just searches in the wrong area. But I also know that's the thing with, because with my daughter, I want to protect her from, you know, my mom being hurtful towards her. And so, I you know, you were saying like how you're watching your parents love a kid. My mom doesn't really, she doesn't really have that capacity in her. Like, I don't think, you know, and, sure. and some people definitely don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to, it's like a fine line. Like I try to, I know my mom means well and she does love all of us and my, and my daughter, but I also don't want my daughter to grow up, I don't know, having any sort of expectations from her, like from my mom, because yeah, I don't want to be hurt. Yeah. yeah. So it's a fine line, but we're walking it and it's, it's turning out okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a great mom. I want to take a break really quick to talk about a service that Tanner and I have been using while renovating our house. And that's FrameBridge. So we've been doing room by room and we needed something on the walls. And that's where FrameBridge came in. So here's how FrameBridge works. They make it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints to posters to travel photos sitting on your phone. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. I did this with one of Emmy's artworks and it's so freaking cute. Preview your item in any frame style, choose your favorite, or get a free recommendation from their talented designers. The expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang, which is so convenient, especially if you have a husband like mine who is not handy. (laughs) Instead of hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39, and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code MOMMIES. That's 15% off your first order with promo code MOMMIES at framebridge.com. I do want to talk to you too, because I know a lot of listeners that are listening are women who are trying to conceive and that's where they really connected with you. And so many of them have asked, I guess you kind of went into it with your diet and stuff, but like tips on trying to conceive. Definitely, definitely the diet, like whether or not you have to, you plan on doing a detox, you don't have to, of course, like you can just, and the first thing I want to say to anyone trying to conceive is like, it's so easy to kind of like blame yourself and find like try to figure out what you're doing wrong or like different things mm-hmm. that you could do, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, first be gentle with yourself. And I know that's like so much easier said than done because I've, I've been there. But so first things first, take all of this advice with a grain of salt and take whatever you want to use because sometimes you're like, I don't really want to hear anybody else's advice. So this is only if you are ready for it and you want it. And if you don't, that's fine too. Throw it out the window. Like I get it. I've been there. But I did get to a point where I was like, I have got, I just, I just was willing to do anything and everything. And so the first thing I did was I started working out. I I had stopped working out. I'm not really a big fan of going to the gym. I absolutely hate it. I feel like everyone's looking at me. Meanwhile, like no one's probably yes. <laughs> so with you. Oh my god! I hate the gym. So yeah. I bought this stepper thing that because I also didn't want a big a big old treadmill in my living room because I was like, or and I was like, but I'm not going to work out in the basement or anyplace else. I need the TV. So I was like, I'm going to get the stepper because it's really small. It doesn't take any electricity, so it's not loud. And I'm just going to walk. I'm going to like step on this thing for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day. And I was trying to do two to three times a week, and I did. I actually did it. So I started working out. 
I really did this full detox. Um, I did write a blog about it. So my, on my website, janeyotis.com, you can go and read the blog. I like don't really blog ever anymore, but I took the time out to write that one because there's just so many different tips that I feel like I wish someone would have shared with me. So I took That's the time so to cool. write that. So I think diet and exercise are so incredibly important. I think it's really important for us to also be gentle on ourselves when it comes like like mentally and spiritually. So I started meditating. And to me, that sounds like hocus pocus, like foo-foo stuff, like to like sit down and like just kind of like close your eyes and like just center yourself. It always seemed very kind of silly to me, but it's honestly not. And like coming from someone who, I don't know, I'm just like, that's just not who I am. Like now I meditate like almost daily. Like it just really helps you like if you're anxious and stressed and just mm-hmm. worried and you can't turn that off your in your brain just turn on there's this absolutely free app it's called insight timer and i started using that and you can just find free i i always went with the guided meditations because i'm not very good at like turning music on and like <laughs> meditating yeah. i have no idea how to do that so yeah. i would just listen to someone and i really love the affirmation ones I really struggle with falling asleep at night. Like I really have always had, and when I'm pregnant, it's even worse. So there's this guy, Kenneth Sores on the Insight Timer. And he has like these deep sleep guided meditations with like self-love affirmations. Oh, I want to do one of these tonight. I know Jaden and I are like, yes, tell us more. We are all about affirmations. It is so, so good. So So that's something I did. So meditate, diet, exercise. What else did I do? If a bad thought comes into your brain, do you just go, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. Like, how do you even, you're so yeah. positive. Oh, I have my days, girl. I really do. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I think that truly, oh, a gratitude journal. That's so I started mm. doing that as well, because there's always something we can be thankful for. And I mean, uh-huh. and not for nothing, but we have a limited number of days on earth. Also right now I'm pregnant, so I'm so happy and thankful. And, you know, so mm-hmm. if, if we had this conversation literally a month ago, I'd probably be like, well, I'm not pregnant. Ring, 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 ring. You know, like I, yeah, so yeah. you caught me at like a good moment where I'm really, really thankful. But when I couldn't right. be, when I couldn't get there, the gratitude journal, like, and it doesn't have to be anything expensive, although they do have actual guided ones on Amazon or something, but I just, you could even just use a notebook and just write mm-hmm. down three things every single day that you're thankful for. And at first you're like, okay, my husband, my kid and my dog. And you can't think of anything else because you're like, those are the best things. That's it. But then you start to like think outside the box and you're like, oh my gosh, this person let me in when I was driving and I was running really late and that was so nice. And, you know, just like, and then you randomly smile throughout the day and then you like repay the favor and you know, it feels good to someone else. And so it's kind of like a domino effect, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I really tried incorporating as well. Why not? Because I wasn't being very positive. I was, and especially yeah. to my husband, I mean, I was just grouchy and like snippy. And imagine if you're like that and you only have so many days on earth. And also right. I have a daughter that I'm so like, I don't want her seeing me like that. And right. I don't want my husband to be like, what a biatch I have to come home to every night. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So I was like, I better shake Although up Sometimes they here. deserve it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that the, like a gratitude journal is so, so cool, like for when you're trying to stay positive in the midst of like the storm. I, my mom and I are obsessed with Oprah, but that was one thing that like Oprah, you know, spoke that years and years and years ago. My mom has like kept a gratitude journal ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah, Oprah too. It. I love her. Gosh. I also feel like it's really important, like when we're going through something too, to give ourselves permission to like, it's okay to feel like those crappy days though. And like, if you want to be angry, like go scream into your pillow. Like I'm totally fine. Like get it out and then move on. And sometimes it's when we just hold it in, then we're just like letting it fester. But I feel like you just like let feelings flow through you. You're like, I'm just going to let it like there's anger there and it's just going to flow through. And then I'm happy. This is like definitely a flaw of mine that I'm trying to work on is that I like, I don't take it out like anything out on anybody other than my husband. Like he's, I feel bad because I just take everything out on him. And he's like, Jamie, I know you're stressed about this, this, and this, but can you just like stop yelling at me? And I'm like, okay, sorry. (laughs) So easy to do that though, because we know that like that person's always going to forgive us and that person's going to be there. They're not going anywhere. You know, like it is so easy to just be so much harsher on the people that we're closest to. Not that it's right, but right. Because you feel so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely don't, I know it might seem like that right now, but uh, I definitely don't. I And I love, Jade, that advice you give to just, 
I feel like I probably could use that some more because I'm really hard on myself if I'm not being thankful for the fact that I do have a daughter. I mean, I, I know that there are women out there trying to conceive who don't have one living child at home and they've had so many losses. And I would kind of like always remind myself of that to be like, stop whining about not being able to get pregnant when you have a beautiful daughter. Like you're so lucky. But like, I think that unless you're in my situation, going through it then you just don't quite understand it because yeah I still longed for it's almost like if someone longs for a loving partner but they don't have that but you still like you almost like ache the not having it it's like I ached for I ache for this kid that I don't have yet and Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to most people, I'm sure. But no, but that's like so normal, though. Like, it doesn't matter if you already have one child, if you don't feel like your family's complete yet. That's your heart. That's what you long for. And we're all human. We all have that human experience. Like, those are just feelings. We all have feelings and they all we all may have like different things that we want. But just because like you said, like some people ache for a partner to share their life with. But like for some people, it's that it's that extra child that, you know, that completes that feeling. And there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's it's okay to look at your daughter every night and put her to bed and love her, but still wish you had another child there's nothing wrong with that and I know that some people don't get that and they're like you should be thankful and it's like I am thankful (laughs) you get it thank you (laughs) because yeah that's exactly it yeah because everybody has that in some way or form it's just we all have different it's we're all different people we all have all different lives and it doesn't it shouldn't make you feel bad about it you know right yeah 100% agree I was looking over some of these questions that our listeners have sent and this is this is not a question just know um, that we love her through and through. Oh, that's <laughs> so like, sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> just, well, sometimes it's just nice to hear your love, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. Thank you. Thank you, Carly. Thank you, listener. <laughs> thank you, Tara25. Yeah, thank you, Tara. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We get so many people in our Facebook group talking about how much they love you. and Really? That's so yeah. sweet. Because, I mean, you are so open and you've been open just completely about your life for years now. And I think it's just, you're so relatable in, in the struggles and the ups and the downs. And it's just so nice and so comforting to know that somebody out there is just laying it all out there because we're all just human and we're all just going through all these different things and, and that you're not hiding behind any of those is just so nice. Instagram in particular has been a place that is so filtered and I love, don't get me wrong. I love the pretty pictures of like all these Instagram moms, but they're, I always try to like match with my daughter and look real cute like them, but I'm inevitably, it's so hard. Just, yeah, I'm like, how oh, do yeah. you get your kid to look so pretty? I have one, they have like five kids. They're all matching. They look perfect in their pictures. It's insane. And they're all obedient. Yeah. Like, how I, do, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, how do you, that so insert so it's great for that but it's like there there definitely needs to be some realness shed on instagram because it does it's like the biggest comparison tool unfortunately and it's Uh like you know and even i get caught in that trap you compare yourself to a stranger so hard yeah it is so i guess that's why and also i feel like the reason i'm able to be so open and honest about my life is that i've had so many women reach out to me being very open and vulnerable themselves first like when I mm-hmm. first lost my son Jonathan I probably would have never been so honest but I had I had no choice because I had already announced on the Today Show that we were pregnant and so the whole mm-hmm. world knew we were pregnant I had to like obviously then tell the whole world that we were losing our baby and or that we mm-hmm. lost our baby and um and that was a bit I mean it was a nightmare at the time but it turned out to be a very mixed blessing because these women like when I had no one, these strangers would find me on Instagram and they would send me a DM or they would email me or they would comment and just share their story of like how they had suffered a loss, but then went on to have a rainbow baby. And that gave me so much hope. Like it just, it really did. I was like, okay. Like I, I just felt like, I don't know. I, I felt like it gave so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Baby's hungry. You got to feed the baby when you got to feed the baby. Baby's hungry. I love that. Oh, oh my gosh, his um he makes this the cutest sound when he when he feeds. He yeah, he does like a you'll probably like, hear it in just a second, but it's so cute. Are your little nursing noises? I kind of love that that's on your podcast. I love like the real life behind the scenes on the podcast. Because it's just like it's just real life and you girls are just yeah, I mean we're just Jade, it. not for nothing both of you literally not one day of a break. I mean, 
because in, and what people don't understand, I think when they're, you know, when they're, I guess, quote unquote fans or whatever, is they don't realize that your podcast is an effing job. Like, it, it, oh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun job. It's the best one. But like, you're literally nursing your baby while working right now. Like, <laughs> power to you, mama. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, you literally had your baby in a closet. And then the next day talked about it on your podcast or, you know, right. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, I went pretty close. Yeah, it was like two days after. And so then when people think, I don't know, I, sometimes I see comments and I get like a little, and this is for myself too, like for anybody who's like maybe a social media influencer or shares a product that they might like that a brand that they already like that the brand happens to pay for or something. Right. And then people are like, oh, you have no, you know, you have the best life. It's like, girlfriend, I work hard. Don't you work? Right. <laughs> yeah. I it's know. hard to explain this kind of job, um, but we do, we do bust our butts and it is, it's a work at home kind of mommy job and I'm trying to juggle it all and sometimes this is what happens I nurse while I'm on a podcast (laughs) it's perfect oh he's so cute (laughs) thank you do you have a preference if you're gonna have a boy or a girl or do you guys not care at this point I always thought I wanted a second girl but now that I have a boy I'm like this is perfect for me but I'm just curious I always wanted a second girl also so that Henley would have like a really good sister, you know, a good friend and her sister, they'd be close in age and whatnot. But I honestly, at this point, I don't care. And, but Doug, my husband really wants a boy. Like he's dead set on a boy. So listen, I, honestly, I could care. He doesn't really care either. I mean, he does want a boy. <laughs> right. You guys, yeah. you would be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think obviously, like, I feel like that's the thing you'd be happy with a boy or a girl or whatever happens, you know, but in our, in our hearts, there's always like that little thing that's like, well, if I could choose, (laughs) if I didn't have my way, I would have two girls and then two boys and then adopt one or two. (laughs) But uh, that's a lot of kids. I would have to be able to hire a full-time nanny or something. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. We talk about that all the time. Oh all gosh. the all the moms that have like multiple kids, I'm like, you are just rocking it because I know. yeah. I think though, once kids get a little bit older, just because we're in the the baby stages where kids are just they need a lot more from us. I feel like so many parents who have kids that are now in school, you know, like even like Kara from taking care of babies, she was like, I am at the point where I am not wiping any butts, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I get how that could be easier. Like I can't, right. <laughs> you know, like it just, it just happens. So I guess that's how you, you just kind of evolve when you, as your kids get older and that's how you work with multiples like, or, or more children. Yeah. And when, if some are in school, then that makes it inevitably a little easier. Right. I mean, I'm not yeah. there yet. So I, I guess I don't know all the, all the moms with kids in school. They're like, listen, it's still hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, say, it's so screaming. funny. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about like, uh, the boys right now and Evan's boys range from 18 to 11, 12, 11. Oh God. I always get this wrong. Sorry, Ainsley. I always forget your age. Um, like he's listening, but <laughs> yeah, mean, it's so like, oh gosh, then they hit teenagers and they all like go crazy and they all rebel and they, I mean, not all, I wasn't really rebellious. I did some bad things, but not horrible, but like, I mean, there's a state, you know, there's a stage for everything of the, oh my gosh, why is this happening? You know, exactly. like, gosh, yeah. and how do moms- I deal with it? Yeah, the teenage moms listening right now are like, I would give anything to just white butts again, just not to have like my kid talking back to me. Oh my gosh, I know. There's there's definitely a stage. But right now, since I'm wiping butts, I'm like, I would go for a kid that could just poop on the toilet. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. That would be nice. My kid's not pooping on the toilet yet either, so don't worry. I've literally tried potty training twice because she seemed like she was ready. Like she says she has to go to the potty she wants mm-hmm. to use the big girl potty and I'm like oh I'm holding her back if I'm not helping her and yeah. I spent literally six days straight pretty much at home chasing her with a potty she pooped all over the floor and by <laughs> the sixth day I'm like I mean she did have some success but I was like I don't know what to do and my, one of my friends came over so and she was like girl like she's only two like it's fine just get yeah. I don't, she's like don't like drive yourself insane she doesn't She's going to be fine if she poops in the diaper a little bit longer. I'm like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) I know. Bella right now, she's really interested. She takes her babies. Like I bought her like a little fake potty and then like one of those little potty things to put on your actual toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's now taking her babies to go poop in the toilet. (laughs) So then, Okay, well, sure. That's right. (laughs) That's a start though. That's good. She's ready to potty train and you start potty training. But it's so funny because I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, baby, 
baby needs poo poo. And I'm like, oh, the baby needs poo poo. Let's take the baby to the toilet. And I'm like, wow, I actually didn't even teach you that. You just, I was just like, I was actually pretty surprised. They're so smart, right? Like, it's I know crazy. they're so smart. It's ridiculous. they're such little mommies too. Like they want to oh. just do mommy things. It's so totally. Cute. Yeah. How is Emmy with Brooks? Is she like? I mean, I feel like any kid would be it'd be normal to be jealous since she was only child for so long. She does really good. She has had a few little like acting out moments, which I definitely think are jealousy. And mm-hmm. she definitely um, is a little bit bossier with us now. But um, I've also seen her grow up so much since he's been here. Like, I feel she's such a little girl now, but she's really sweet with him. She loves him a lot. And you can tell she's really starting to bond with him. But she also, she doesn't want to hold him yet, though. She's just not quite there. So she'll lay mm. next to him and she'll she'll kiss his head. And she she if he's crying, she'll come over and put her hand on his cheek. And she goes, it's okay. It's okay. And she's like, no cry. But she definitely still doesn't want to hold him. Like, that's just the boundary where she's like, nope, not, not doing that. <laughs> but she's really cute. Like, she'll take my, I have a little hand breast pump. And the other day she had it and she was putting it on, like, her chest. Like, she was trying to, like, do it. Oh, my gosh. You know, so like, cute. trying to be like, mommy. It was just, yeah. she's really cute. Oh, that's, so that's so sweet. <laughs> so we have some questions that we like to ask our guests what is one thing that makes you light up like outside of kid zone what are a few things that make you light up as like a human as a soul oh my gosh I don't know I I don't know one second let me think I mean I feel like right now all I can think about is the fact that I'm pregnant and it's like sticking and I'm like oh that's huge yeah 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 so obviously that's like the biggest light of our lives right now but um also, just honestly, my daughter, sometimes she'll grab my, I mean, I guess this is kid's own too. Sorry. That's okay. She'll like, that's okay. She'll like grab my face and like turn my face to her and then kiss me. And I'm like, that's so Aww. sweet. How did you learn? And she'll, she'll be like, mommy. And she'll like kiss oh, me and she'll grab me both. nothing better than that. Oh, so sweet. And that like just really melts my heart. Also, I, she's in nursery school and I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. Like <laughs> she goes three <laughs> days a week and I'm like, bye honey, have fun on the playground. <laughs> it's a mommy time so that makes me light up (laughs) no that's really nice yeah I mean that was tough at first because I was like I want to be the most active mom I possibly can be but I also work from home a lot and it's hard to work from home being a mom yeah so you can't like you honestly cannot take care of your kid and work from home I don't know how anyone if if someone does that god bless them I can't do it I don't don't know know how how they do it either yeah, yeah, like it's impossible. Although Jade right now is literally doing that. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's true. Meanwhile, my mom has Bella. <laughs> no, it is so hard, though, because like the work mom life balance for anybody, it's just like it almost feels like you can never 100 percent be in anything ever again. So it's like even though I'm working right now, I'm not 100 percent present, which I, you know, used to be able to do. And then even mm-hmm. when you're with your kids, sometimes like work interferes. There are times where I'm 100 percent present with my kids, but there are times where I can't be either because of work. So it's kind of just hard that whole like work life, mom life balance I'm doing it right now, but also it's it's hard because I can't be I can't be 100 percent. But I think that's sometimes we just kind of have to learn that that's okay. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think sometimes when when you're at home and your child's at home and you're, you have to get some work done at last minute or whatever, I would be like kind of hard on myself because I would either, you know, put her in front of YouTube and be like, here, honey, watch, you know, nursery rhymes or something. Or I would, you know, try to get her to color, do anything so I can finish doing whatever work I have to do. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like upset with myself because I'm like, oh, she just wants to spend time with me. And But I, I always remind myself that like I am fortunate that I get to even have her sit down at, and look at a tablet for like 10 minutes so I can get like an email out or whatever. And I have her right there with me. Whereas like I worked at, I'm a labor and delivery nurse. So I worked at a hospital a lot. And, you know, those are 12, sometimes 13 hour shifts right. at a hospital where you have no contact with your kid unless you like have a hot second to like maybe FaceTime. But I, you know, and I absolutely love being a nurse. I really think one day I'll be back at the hospital. But while I'm a mom, I just love the fact that like, I can shoot out an email. That's like my job now is, you know, working from home and I'm able to have her right there next to me. And even if it's not like 
the most quality time. Like I'm lucky to have that extra 10 minute yeah. interaction yeah. while I'm working. You're totally right. It's easy to be kind of hard on yourself when you're trying to like finish doing whatever you have to do and your kid's trying to get your attention and you're like, I have to get this work done though too. And then you feel kind of bad because you're not able to be, like you said, Jay, yeah. like fully present in either. I don't know. That makes me feel a little better to be like, okay, well, at least I'm not at a hospital and my I can see my kid. She's fine. And I'm going to get my work done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. And I feel like we've already kind of talked about this one, but what advice do you have for moms out there struggling? I know we've talked about like a lot of positivity and meditation and things like that, but. Yeah, I I think the the other thing I would say is find another woman who's, who like you just drive with, you know, like who really Mm -hmm. understands where you're at because a lot of people just don't and that's okay. You can't expect them to like, but it's really nice to have someone who gets where you're coming from. So when you are just mad at the world one day, like, you know, you can chat with them about it and they don't think that you're just psycho. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) That's Carly and I on the daily. We're like, (laughs) just letting it all out on each other and and understanding it all. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. And even though Jade and I do things, I mean, we do lots of things very similarly, but, but we do some things way differently and, even just having someone be like, oh my gosh, like, man, that's awesome that you do that. Like, good for you. I totally yeah. support that. She breastfeeds forever. I'm like, I don't do that, but that <laughs> is awesome. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I wish I did that. That's awesome. I don't, but wow. You know, like yeah. having someone like in your corner, even if they do things so differently. Mm-hmm. Totally a blessing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thanks for having me. It was always nice to see you ladies. I adore both of you. You know that. Oh, thank you. We adore you. (laughs) Thank you. We love you. I want to talk about, you have a podcast as well. So where can people find your podcast? Yours is with your husband, Doug. And then where can people find you on social media? Yeah. So my podcast with my husband, it's called Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. And um, I love it. Yeah. And on social media, it's at Jamie N. Otis for literally everything. So Instagram is Jamie N. Otis and Facebook, Jamie N. Otis and Twitter. I'm not on Twitter as much, but that's also Jamie N. Otis. (laughs) So it's all there. So easy. All right. Thank you, Jamie. I just love Jamie. She's just a breath of fresh air. It's so funny. Like when you get into conversation with Jamie, you never know like where it's going to go. She's, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, agreed. And she has lived such a life, you know? Oh I've, my gosh. And you would never actually think that. No, from where she's come from or where she started and then where she is now. I, I like how she said, like, I always dreamed of having something big for myself. And then she literally, like, grew it into, like, fruition just from, I feel like 100%. her positivity and her tenacity mm-hmm. and. And just, I don't know, she, I feel like she's very inspiring to lots of people. And that's why she's so well liked. I totally agree. Yeah. It's just, I, I, sometimes when I'm in, like, when I'm talking to her, I find myself in the middle and I'm like, how do we get here? But like, I'm so glad we're here. You know what I mean? Like, how do we get in this part of the conversation? But like, this is really awesome. Yeah, there's parts of you know her that saying? I didn't even know about her story that I learned totally. today. So yeah. that was very She's interesting. She's such an interesting person. Yeah. And everyone uh, also go check out her podcast and her um, Instagram because seriously, she does like weekly updates and they're so cute. The eight week one is really cute right now. Yeah, she's just cute. She's cute. But you guys, we ha- I feel like we haven't done an affirmation in a while, but it was just making me think like of Jamie and she had like such you know, big dreams for herself. And my grandfather always used to say, dream your dreams and work like hell to make them come true. Even though he didn't say hell to me when I was a kid, but that's what he did say. And I feel like that's appropriate for today. Dream I, your dreams and just like work really hard and and they can be attained. I really like that, especially because you and I have had a bad week in our business. Yes. Or like <laughs> everything. Our, our business endeavors. And so I yes. feel like that's a good reminder to us as well. Totally. And you guys, our um, clothing line is launching soon. So stay tuned in the next, uh, gosh, couple days. When yeah, is there? It's really cute. We have some like mommy and me pieces so you can match your little ones. And it is mostly for little girls, but we do have a couple pieces that can be for boys. So you can match your little boys too. Like we have this really cute jogger set 
But, so cute and oh so God. soft. It's so soft and it's really cute and sweet. So. So, so Okay. So yeah, check that out. And we just got a new shipment in for Reviver jewelry. So we're excited about uh, doing, we're going to be doing a sale for that soon too, because you guys, we sold out. So we had to get more, which is so exciting. Thank you guys. And yeah, all of the things you guys. So thank you for listening. We love you. Um, and we'll be back next week. All right. Bye. Bye.